his karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams, thanks for everything, mom and dad, will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. We're talking about things that sound nothing like that today. That's I was going to say, that sounds like the bird that <laughs> flew into the window earlier. Um, hey, Beamaz and Beamer here on WBEN. And this is, I, I'm officially t- titling this our innovation show. Innovation, yes. We want to talk about some new technologies going on um, around the world, around the country that we're seeing. Now, you spoke about that bird, and we have to give an update for yesterday. So yesterday we were talking about the three things that we see this right. summer. Uh, update on thing number one, that pollen. It's People are saying it's pine tree pollen that's coating everywhere. It's coming from more, the, more than the pine trees. Oh, yeah. I was uh, trimming up one of the trees with the hedge trimmer, and I saw it, I mean, just in waves come off the tree as I'm, you know, uh, trimming it around and stuff like that. So it's coming off of everything, and that's still an issue. And then on the birds, I mean, come on. It was in the middle of our show. Susan and I are sitting in here, and all of a sudden we hear, you know, big thunk. A bird flew into the window. Yeah, you see you see the shadow of the bird, and then just... And I thought maybe one of you dropped something, but then everyone stopped talking. No. And I knew, okay, that bird flew into the window. I was like, what? I thought they were washing the windows and someone crashed in, you know, brought the uh, cherry picker a little close. They might, they might want to now. Hey, <laughs> we're going to need another wash. <laughs> but it's, yeah, again, the low-flying birds. And now, again, we get our text message, 803-0930, uh, phone call or text message to join us throughout the day today. Uh, somebody is saying that, well, this is the time of year that you have the younger birds, they're learning how to fly, they're getting the gist of things, that's why you see. And that is definitely true to an extent. It's this time of year, you start to see that a little bit more. What I'm saying is that this is more so than usual. These birds are, and full-size birds too, not just the young ones. It's not just the young ones, and it's so much more often. I mean, we had the window today, I saw a bird fly right in front Mm -hmm. of my car again, driving home from the gym yesterday right after work, so it's it's definitely more often than what we're used to. Yeah, the young ones are the ones I found in my backyard that my uh, dogs are able to get out of the air. Anyways, uh, innovation episode, we mentioned that. That's right. I've been, Joe, I've been obsessed. I've been obsessed with two things in the past week. Thing number one is your $800 fine from the state throughway authority <laughs> yes. for um, apparently for for paying your toll on time. You yes. still got a 800 $800 in fines for your $1 tolls. 
That's the thing I can't get off my head. Thing number two that I can't get out of my mind are some of these new announcements on new vehicles that are coming out next year, including that new F-150 Lightning from Ford that I, I'm looking at this, and at first, you know, it's, oh, it's a you know pickup truck, electric pickup truck. Oh, how is this going to go over? And then you read more and more about it, and I, I'm just looking at this like it's a absolute game changer. And I'm wondering if people in the industry – are thinking the exact same thing. So that's why we brought on someone in the industry, someone who knows a lot about uh, everything going on. That's Paul Stasiak, who's chairman of the Niagara Frontier Automobile Dealers Association. You know, usually we're talking to Paul at around uh, the auto show time, and he's always uh, getting a first look at some of these brand-new cars. Paul, I'm obsessed by this uh, new uh, Lightning F-150 all-electric truck that – you know, like I said, at first you're looking at thinking, eh, is this really going to be something worth talking about? And the more you read about it, I mean, some of these features are incredible. Hey, good morning, gentlemen. Hey, thanks for having me on the show and uh, in an off-auto show season. So <laughs> I can't wait to February so we can talk cars all, all the time. Yeah. Um, well, what do you think about some of the innovations that we're seeing and you know, more and more, it's it's not, you know, Tesla, it's not different brands coming in trying to make electric vehicles happen. It's Ford, it's GM, it's Volkswagen, it's a lot of these known brands that are switching known names, like kind of the icons of their lineup, to become all electric vehicles. Joe, that's a great, great point. There's a huge misconception out there. You know, we call it a small, big lie, but... Our, our manufacturers, your current existing manufacturers, are really carrying the load on EV, and they're going to carry the future. I mean, you, you mentioned Tesla. It's a good car. I'm not going to question that. Uh, it's got a lot of flaws. But when you look at what the manufacturers, you talk about Lightnings and you're talking about Cadillac. Cadillac's going to go to an all-EV platform. They made that announcement in the fall. You look at vehicle lines such as BMW, Audi, uh, Chevy with the Bolt and Volt and Hyundai, everybody's in the game. And, it, and and the manufacturers are going to do what the consumer wants. And there wasn't an appetite for EV uh, up until recently. And I think you're seeing in the poker game in Vegas, they're all in. Um, the Lightning is a great example. Um, you're going to talk about a truck under 40 grand with dual chargers. Someone can charge a vehicle in eight hours at home. You know, it equates to about 30 miles per hour of charge. So now you're in a whole different game, folks. And and the person who was, re, you know, re, resident to to get an EV because he thought he couldn't get mileage doesn't have to worry anymore. All of our manufacturers are, are going to be be um, in a position to offer something unique to the consumer, if not by the end of the year, but by the middle of 2022. Where do you see? Because you, you mentioned the miles, and obviously, I mean, a lot of, some of these cars getting 300 miles to a charge. Uh, do you see that number, or is there work being done to get that number higher? Now, I know 300 miles is a long distance. I'm not debating that. Uh, but do you think in the next few years we could see these electric cars going 400, even 500 miles uh, to a charge from makers like Ford, like Hyundai, like uh, Volkswagen? Yeah, well, I mean, I'm not an engineer, and I make that real clear, but, you know, with today's technology, nothing surprises me. I've been 35 years in the car business. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm absolutely amazed every year when I see the new features and, you know, just look at the self-driving cars with GPS, self-parking cars. I never thought in my lifetime my car could go from here to Albany on its own without me holding a, 
a steering wheel hypothetically. But, yes, that's a legit question. How far can it go? But I think the question isn't how far can it go in, in Buffalo. Let's talk about Buffalo. It's how long between charges, how long does it take, how expensive is it is. I think the key word for us in our industry is infrastructure. You know, how, how fast will the consumer embrace it? Are they going to put charging stations in their house? Will businesses have charging stations? Um, that's going to be the key. Um, we're 11-minute commute, folks, or 13. And these electric vehicles, our manufacturers, our dealers are, the word amped up comes from my dealers because uh, they see a utility in western New York and they see a consumer demand rising. Yeah, and uh, maybe a part of if people are going to accept that is to increase the functionality. And this is the one thing that got me about this uh, new F-150, Paul, is what you can do with the car and that it basically can replace your backup generator. You know, it's the one thing that it seems like everyone in western New York wanted after the October storm. They went out and got that generator and you know, with the generator, if the power goes out, you can make sure that your fridge and, you know, your other essentials have the power to keep going for a little while. I, this F-150 says it can power a home on a full charge, an entire home for up to three days. I mean, you're now replacing something that costs a lot of money and a backup home generator potentially with your automobile. I, I mean, that kind of dual functionality I, are those the kind of things that we're going to see maybe take people's opinion and turn them around when it comes to electric cars? You know, all of a sudden you have people who are thinking, oh, I don't know if this is really for me. Now, all of a sudden, it's not just your car, it's your backup generator. Well, that might change things a little bit. Yeah, think about the campers. Think about the people. You're talking about this lightning. General Motors has their product. Dodge has got it coming out. Toyota. The, the camper, the person that likes to go off-roading, the person that wants to go in the Adirondacks or Allegheny, now he, he doesn't need to load as much stuff in his truck. He can put more supplies, maybe stay longer. It's got a 32-amp mobile charging cord, from what I understand. Now, you called me this morning. You knew more about the car than I did. I had to do a lot more research, which was awesome. And it's coming out right around auto show time in 2022, so we're going to see this thing in force. Let, let me put it in perspective. In 2020 year-end by the statistics of New York State Drive Clean reports. There was about 2,006 EV, electric vehicles, charged cars that qualified for the clean rebate incentive. So that was 2,006 vehicles in Erie, Niagara, and Chautauqua County that already are electrified. And that's in a very short window of time. So people go to me, well, that's a lot of Teslas. Of that 2,006, 2006, only, I think, 95 to 100 might have been Teslas. So people think that our dealers have nothing to sell, when in reality, we have everything to sell. And the consumers are coming into our dealerships now saying, what do you have? Not, I don't really want that. So the mindset has changed so drastically, and there's going to be more tax credits that came out. You know, they have a rebate program. There's a Charge New York program. Home chargers are getting acceptable. But... You're on to something, guys, with this conversation, and I applaud you for it because, you know, this vision of a clean 2035 platform that our legislators are asking, we'll be able to achieve with our dealers very easily. Paul, I know uh, you got to get going. Hopefully you have time for just one more question. Um, Looking ahead to the 2022 auto show, if you can look that far ahead, how many of the cars at the auto show do you think will be electric? 
Great question. Um, I'm going to go buy lottery tickets, too, and probably have just as much luck. Um, as fast as they're coming off assembly lines, um, I'm, I'm, I'm amazed. Um, the year in 2020, if you remember, we started the electric uh, avenue. We, we had the energy zone, and we virtually took half of the downstairs one room. I envision us to have you know, a good chunk of our auto show have electrification as the primary focus. So um, stay tuned, stay charged, stay zamped up. Now, listen, I want to change another thing. We're talking about EVs. We're talking about clean air. Let's not forget our manufacturers, the Fords, the GMs, the Porsche, Volvo, Audi, BMW, are working on other things that people are, are not thinking about if you want to do some homework, things like synthetic fuel. They think that's going to be a cleaner air source than lithium batteries and junkyards. So Porsche's got that technology. In Rochester, we got hydrogen fuel cells. That's been around forever, but they're finding ways to manufacture that more efficiently, cheaper, to put in a car where a consumer could, could truly buy a car at a reasonable cost. But So stay tuned. We're talking about EVs, and that might be a thing of the past when we start getting them out, and vehicles with synthetic fuels might be the next answer that, um, you know, that, that even address our needs for clean air and clean environment. So we're, we're, we're ready. Our manufacturers, our dealers are poised for it. You know, they're, they're changing their showrooms, changing their service centers, putting more charging stations. And um, we're here at the NFAD answering questions. Um, and we appreciate what you guys are doing to help drive the consumer awareness because that's about the only thing stopping away. They have vehicles. They just need the consumer to stop getting nervous about it. Well, it is uh, kind of wild to watch the future happening before your own eyes. And, Paul, we appreciate the time. That's Paul Stasiak joining us live this morning to uh, kind of look into the different trends in automobiles. And, you know, I think like most people, right, it was a lot of skepticism when you have all yep. these uh, manufacturers, uh, Volkswagen, he mentioned Cadillac, you have GM even going as far as changing their logo that we've known forever to talk about making their vehicles electric and, and like all their vehicles electric. And there's a lot of skepticism that comes with that. When you kind of look at more into what they're doing, I mean, they're not just, you know, saying, all right, we'll just replace this uh, with a bunch of batteries and throw it out there. I mean, trying to make them perform as well as they do now, even better than they do now, adding this multi-functionality of different things you can do because of the electrification of the automobile. I mean, it's incredible to watch. It's yep. incredible to look at, and I never would have thought of uh, you know an electric vehicle. But looking at some of these new things that you can do, like we mentioned, the multifunctionality of all right, using it to now power your home. Oh, because there's not an engine uh, now, you have an extra trunk in the front of your car yes, with that's a bunch awesome. of power outlets. I mean, hey, you can stick a, a microwave in there, and uh, <laughs> you know you're taking camping. You got a hot pocket uh, cooking in the truck. It's uh, kind of crazy. Now that's my kind of camping. I don't have to uh, yeah, depend that's, on. Uh, that's Joe. Yeah. No campfire. <laughs> no, I got no. the microwave in the front. The, the the microwave and the. Uh, the air fryer. That's uh, that's all we need for camping. You would also think, Brian, with no engine, that these cars could last longer, right? Because really, it's just a battery that would have to be replaced um, if something went down. So maybe you can get more miles out of an electric car in the long run. Well, there's you know the argument that is to be made about uh, the oil. Uh, you know, the the cost of maintenance yes. kind of goes down in the near term, long term. You know, what is that when you have to replace some of these huge batteries? I mean, is that 
Is that even possible? Um, or is it just to mean a new car and the car goes somewhere into, uh, you know, one of these junkyards somewhere? Uh, that's something that has to be looked at. But it is pretty cool to look at that. And I know everyone has questions. Everyone's uh, chiming in on the text board. I love, like, oh, but can, you know, the electric truck do this? Can it pull this amount of – I mean – like these questions, these are what the people who make these trucks are asking too. Right, like the, the, you are They've not the it. you are not the first person to think of uh, this question of how much it can haul, how much it can tow. Um, I mean, it's going to be listed right there, just like any other truck you buy with the specs. And believe me, you know, you, you talk about charging time. Well, the people making these cars are going to make the charging time even quicker. You see this with cell phones. Well, that's a small battery. You're going to see this with, with cars. It'll be a quicker charge. It'll be a longer lasting battery. I'm just hoping this, Brian, you know, when you first get your phone and you can hit a charge for about a week and then toward the end of that phone's life, you get about yeah. 20 minutes of the battery. Yeah. Hopefully, that's not the same well, with a big think, car battery. Think about this. So the warranty on the car, you know, I, I think uh, this truck that we're talking about is like about eight years. Okay. So in eight years, and you're covered for, I think it's like 75% battery. So that's the warranty number on it. Right. So you know that they're not going to place the warranty anywhere <laughs> near, you know, what the actual usage is even under like a big stress test. So I think that would give people an idea of, okay, I mean, I can safely go hopefully a decade in this uh, without really having to worry. Uh, Scott in Lancaster, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Uh, Good morning, my man. Hey, Scott. Hey, I I was just mentioning, uh, uh, you know, uh, I was a graduate from West Seneca East High School. You guys might have... Might have mentioned we had a we had a uh, famed uh, uh, wind and solar uh, project there, with uh, David Gerke was our uh, mentor uh, there, and in fact, uh, uh, with his program, you know, with his, uh, there was an accident and everything, but we took on the universities, uh, and in fact, uh, with with the wind and solar uh, project that we had. We had the kids, uh, 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 we heated up all kinds of pizzas with uh, solar power at that time. Yeah. You know, non-conventional uh, energy at the time, Scott. And now look, you know, we're, we're, we're getting grids off of uh, wind power and solar en- energy. Yeah, it's uh, pretty cool to see, uh, you know, how things are changing. I, I, I like the, uh, will it hold up in the winter? And I'm, like I've said, I've been obsessed with this like over the last week. So I've just been reading, reading, reading. I mean, the battery power up here in the winter, you're not going to get as much to a charge. And that's for a couple of reasons. One, right. it's because of the elements and how it affects the battery. But also you're going to be using way more heat. Like, yeah, especially if your car is like one of these new ones, everything is heated seats, heated steering wheel, you know, remote start, all, all these kind it's of things take a few miles. Yeah. So <laughs> it's um, it's definitely not as big in the wind. So that is a, a huge point of contention here in New York. But again, the idea is if they're changing their whole fleets to this kind of uh, technology, uh, you're going to have to address these problems. And that's what these engineers are working on. Yeah. They're not going to completely get rid of cars or go completely electric if they can't compete with the ones they had, knowing that another uh, car manufacturer is going to look at that and go, hey, we're going to keep the cars the way they are and everyone will just flock to us. So I like this. Uh, some text coming in. 
All right, so you have all these cars p- plugged into the power grid during the summer months already, you know, rolling blackouts they have to worry in some parts of the country, you know, thinking specifically on the West Coast and California. That's a huge issue all the time. What's going to happen when everyone's charging their electric vehicles while the AC is blasting? Well, here's the cool thing that you think of, and uh, Ford's talked about this with uh, in the future. I don't think it's available right now, but in the future – what they might have this car being able to do and program is in the off-peak hours, your car is charging inside your garage or your carport or you know whatever you have next to your house during off-peak hours. During peak hours, then maybe your home is drawing power from the car, and you're actually not going to pull any power from the right. grid during peak hours. And you might save money because you're only going to be using energy during the peak hours – and not or during off peak hours and not when everyone else is using it. So you might in some ways work to reduce a little bit of stress and then you're kind of playing this little dance of all right, when I have, you know, this huge battery right now that's attached to my house, it's like Tesla have been talking about for the last decade but never really did <laughs> with their, you know, huge battery packs that could power your home. Um now you're doing this little dance of okay, now when do I charge up the battery? When do I use the battery for my electricity? And how can I best save energy and save money? I, it's going to be interesting to see how these things really rapidly change. It will be. We'll talk about this. 803-0930. Another innovation that we'd like to talk about when we come back. Well, we'll talk about it when we come back here on BMAS and Beamer. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas... Phoenix, and Rhode Island. Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ookla speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Celebrate and save at Ashley's Anniversary Sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of color starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep Mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. It's Beamaz and Beamer. Now, Brian Mazarowski and Joe Beamer. News Radio 930 WBEN. Welcome back. It is Beamaz and Beamer here on News Radio 930 WBEN. Brian, during the break, uh, we talked about maintenance. Uh, Al came in here and talked about the difference with these cars. And, you know, as someone who. Who's Al? Our engineer, Al Marenka. All right. Al, thanks for listening. Um, Just saying. I don't think people out there know who I Al think, is. I think Al's on a first. He's also a owner of the Green Bay Packers. I don't know if you knew that. So his qualifications. Yeah, NFL immense. owner. So the maintenance uh, of these 
electric cars. And this is what sold me. I'll have to admit, six months ago, I, I would have laughed at the idea of an electric car. But you read all this, you, you look at the tax credits, number one. You look at where these electric cars are now and, and just the benefits. Usually, you know, maintenance, you have to go get oil changes. You have to change this, change that. Uh, with an electric car, the battery, motor, and associated electronics require little to no regular maintenance. There are far fewer fluids, no engine oil, that require maintenance. And brake wear is significantly reduced due to regenerative braking. So I thought, you know, you look at these benefits and uh, the oil changes. So not only do you not have to get gas. You just like this because you are like, you don't like going for an oil change. No, I'm, I'm a cheap you're, person. We you're have not going to change your own oil. You're going to go somewhere and you're going to wait till the last second. Change my own second. oil. <laughs> I forgot. Yeah, I can you're AC and May guy. That's, yeah. Uh, change my own oil. <laughs> not the same person. The, the, I just figured out when my oil light comes on 500 miles before the sticker says so, I've just figured out how to put a little more oil in my engine to get me those 500 miles. Oh, we geez. are far from changing my own oil. I, maybe you are the perfect person for the electric car. Then. 100%. <laughs> I, uh, I can't, you know, it's uh, it's funny when you mention this, how uh, many people have their own, you know, problems with this. I don't, no one's uh, really going to force anybody to get one of these electric vehicles. But no. it is cool to see how it's going to be different going forward for sure for uh, so many more of these getting on the market. I mean, really, this is going to start in earnest, it looks like, this upcoming spring. Alex and Clarence, you're on WBEM. What's going on? Hey, uh, I just wanted to chime in just uh, my two cents and my skepticism on like large-scale uh, implementation of electrified vehicles in the community. Uh, well, one big thing is the larger the battery, the more amps are required to charge it. And you could get a pretty long way with an inverter. You kind of trade time for amps. It'll, you know, siphon the amps that you need off of the grid coming into your house, uh, kind of, uh, in a way, store it up and then dump it into the battery to charge it up. But for the most part, you're still looking at some serious upgrades to your home to be able to charge up the car. It's kind of a hidden cost. Like Tesla has that power wall, which is essentially a battery bank that slowly charges up in your house. And then that dumps into your Tesla. You'd have to do just about the same thing. So, yeah, it's, it's something that they're thinking about. I know that in, like, the extended range model, this car that we're talking about, it's going to come with that uh, pack that you're talking about to kind of get it up quicker. Uh, the regular car, you could plug it into a wall. It's going to change or chart change charge extremely slowly. Uh, thank you, Alex, for the call. It's going to charge very slowly. Uh, if you just plug it into a normal wall socket, but right. that is an option for you. You can have the uh, what Alex was talking about that big pack that comes with it. That normally, you know, now uh, is going to cost a lot of money. What they're going to do with this car, with the extended range, is include it with your purchase of the car to install that in your home. And I think that once one car manufacturer does that. And if you need that to really be able to have this car and uh, go about your business on a daily basis, you're going to see more people include that with the vehicle because they're going to have to. If that's you well, know going to be a huge uh, hurdle in the way of people buying it, you're going to have to include it. 
Yeah, you're going to lose sales if you don't. I mean, and that's just like the argument with manufacturers uh, going all electric or manufacturers, you know, uh, keeping gas. If the demand is for one or the other, believe me, manufacturers manufacturers will do, businesses, companies will do what the people want because that's what brings in the money. And if they need this pack, it's not going to be an add-on because you'll just go to Ford. Yeah, it's well, it's an add-on right now. But like we said, is is this gets more and more. Uh, you know, integrated into the normal car buying experience. I think more and more you'll see this, geez, maybe even the house you buy. I mean, going forward, we'll already have something like this inside. Already equipped for electric cars. It kind of uh, should be um, one of those things you would expect to see maybe 10 years from now in a lot of cars. It, It is just pretty interesting how everything is changing, and the innovation doesn't stop, Joe. No, it does not. Talking about putting those charging ports in your house. Oh, I thought I thought you were gone. I was setting you up. (laughs) (laughs) We're we're still working on that chemistry. Uh, (laughs) um, No, the smart toilet might be the next thing that is headed to your house. Now, I don't know. My ears perk up right when you say smart toilet because I am. If you've ever been to my home. Well, we are the toilet accessory king. I mean, you are you're sitting on the throne like a king or queen when you're in my home. We've got the bidet attached. Yes. Upstairs and downstairs. Very nice. Brand new toilet. Squatty potty available for those who uh, want it. Anything to make your experience a little bit better. So when I hear smart toilet, my ears perk up. And I'm thinking, oh, okay, are we talking Toto? You know, are we are we talking top end? Because there are, you know, like toilets that cost thousands of dollars yes they're very cool looking sleek modern have everything built right in no need for an attachment or something like that when you're talking about a bidet no 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 that's not what we're talking about when we mention a smart toilet this is something that doctors may be pushing soon scientists from duke university developing artificial intelligence tools that could be added to your standard toilet to create the smart toilet that will accurately diagnose some conditions that can be diagnosed that way right over 85 percent of the time just by taking pictures i don't think it's taking many samples but by taking pictures of what goes down the pipes the information could be sent to medics allowing them to treat issues like crohn's disease irritable bowel syndrome and many other things, all without you having to do anything except for do what you normally do on a daily basis. That's right. Hopefully you, a daily basis. <laughs> so you take care of your business at home, and then if an appointment needs to be set up, a doctor calls, hey, I just got that picture you sent me. Um, I think you're going to need to come in for a checkup. Uh, again, Brian, this is technology uh, helping you being worked in a preventative manner. You know, we a lot of us... Uh, we have to schedule things to get checked out at a doctor's office. Well, this could be just another step in finding things early to diagnose, finding things early. So, hey, you know, it, it's not a long-term uh, situation for you. I, it's, <laughs> you <laughs> I, I should have seen this coming because this is actually something we began talking about last year. Remember? Yes. I don't know what school it was, but they were using the pipes – and what gets flushed down, and testing that for COVID. And that's how they were determining whether or not there was COVID on campus 
And if they, you know, needed to uh, further restrict people's mo- uh, movement or something like that is by doing that kind of testing instead of the jab up the nose uh, right. like we've seen so many other times. So I should have seen this coming, that this is going to be used for something else. As smart toilets go, this is a little bit, uh, I think it's a little bit too much for me. I, I'm going to, I'm going to keep what goes in my toilet in there and not send that off to anyone else. Even if they can detect something early enough to treat it. Early enough so the, the, the symptoms um, wouldn't be long-lasting, you would still say no to this? You know, here's the thing. We're talking right now about some gastrointestinal health issues, which yes. can be very serious. Very. But I, I feel like that's something I'm going to be able to detect myself. If I'm not feeling right in that department, I, my stomach's turning a little bit. I'm not going the way I used to go. I feel like that's something that I can, uh, you know, maybe take a look at and see, all right, it's time to get this checked out somehow. Yeah, but, you know, there's a lot of things, Brian, that you start showing signs that way before you start feeling signs. And if this could detect something a month earlier or, again, just be that uh, another preventative thing, you weren't feeling different, you weren't feeling anything, and, you know, one of the pictures comes along, it sends an alert, and now you can schedule that appointment that you weren't going to have for six months. Okay, but what's it's the pictures that can save your life? What's the trade-off here? What's the trade-off here? Uh, you're still with us. No, no. The trade-off here is all right. Maybe I know a little bit sooner than I would have yes. if there is some sort of problem. I I don't know if this. Ex- we don't know. We're talking about um, inflammatory uh, bowel disease like Crohn's disease, flare-ups like that. Again, can be very serious. But I, I'm not sure, and I'm not a doctor. I don't know if an extra month of pre, uh, you know, getting this is going to make a huge difference. And the trade-off is now every single time you go to the bathroom, you're sending a picture of it to somebody else to examine. Yeah. Oh, you know, I don't think so. I'll I'll keep that to myself when it comes to uh, you know what goes on in the bathroom. I there's already enough information flowing uh, from me to different people on my cell phone. I, I don't need to add the smart toilet to the mix. So I'm, you will not be in line to get no. the F-150 Lightning, yes, but the smart toilet is staying out of the Mazarowski house. I think different innovations uh, call for different levels of excitement. My excitement level for this is very low. The car level excitement is very high. As someone who does not easily go to the doctor, as someone who will put off seeing the doctor for years at a time, if I knew that this toilet in my house uh, could detect certain things that you will not feel right away um, and will get me into a doctor's office because let's say there's things I'm supposed to schedule two years ago and never did. Uh, I would I would feel very comfortable having this toilet in the house knowing that if there is something funky going on, I will know it before I start seeing the effects of it. Yeah, I... Uh... I like that. And, and again... Again, but this fits in with your past week here on this show. How so? Never leaving your you you can't have sweaty fingers when you're playing your video game. So you got the AC <laughs> on. You you the only reason you like the electric vehicle is because you never have to take it anywhere for an oil yes, change. Yes. Now you never have to go to the doctor. You are putting yourself in a little bit of solitary. That's- 
confinement. That is not. I like more time for to do uh, to do more fun things. I don't want to take an hour to take my car in. I you know, and I going. I should go to the doctor more often. I just with me, I'm awful at scheduling. And then when I remember, I say future Joe will take care of this. But now, at least I know certain aspects of my health will be under the watchful eye of a doctor if anything alarming should come up. I guess so. I've, this is smart technology gone a little too far. Uh, we're talking about a lot of different technology here. Ed in Lackawanna, <laughs> you're on WBEN. What's going on? You, you were talking more about the cars than you were about the other thing. Uh, yes, I was... Uh... At my uh, friend's house the other day, actually it's an apartment, a relatively new apartment building, like uh, about 50 or 60 apartments there, and I never noticed any uh, charging stations. What do you do then if you want an electric car, but you're living in an apartment and you don't want to have a house that you have to modify to accommodate that? I mean... Or let's say there's uh, two charging stations, but there's five... People who own electric cars, you're in tough shape. I, I, I was about to say, there's three letters that uh, describe it, right? It's S-O-L. Oh. <laughs> I, mean, I mean, that's, you know, sometimes you got to, you know, you, you have to deal with uh, what you can deal with, right? I mean, I, it's it's almost to the point, and this is not, this kind of goes again to uh, the, no one's going to be forced to buy an electric car, um, you know, it's just kind of the way that things are going that we're going to see a lot more of them starting this year and next year yes. on the showroom. And anytime you walk into a car dealership, it's it's almost like, you know, I would love to have, you know, a big uh, uh, shed in my backyard that like doubles as a bar and a place to hang out and it's indoors and it's heated. But, you know, I can't. I can't do it. It's just it's not feasible. There's no room back there. I can't. And that's, you know, my deal with that. I'd love to have it. I'd make it myself. But it's never going to happen. That's the same way if if you want an electric car and you live in an apartment where it's not available. I, you know, I don't know, Ed. I, it's not going to happen. I, we all want stuff that we can't get. I would say this, Ed. I think if there were two to the apartment, you could make that work. Two to five cars. You communicate. You have a schedule. Or if you live in an apartment that doesn't have it, Brian and I were talking about this off air. There's a lot of charging stations. And guess what? There will be more charging stations in the next two years. As there's more cars, there will be more charging stations. Well, there probably will be. But at this point, it's uh, it's a difficult situation. Well, if we're talking right now, May 25th, yes. that that We are not there yet. But I think in the next year or so, uh, you will be able to find a workaround if you do not have the charging station at your apartment complex. I, and I that's just know. me that's just me talking. I I have no idea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm just guessing. I how how would your friend feel Ed, about running the power line from like the apartment window out down uh you know uh, past the first floor apartment over to uh, the parking spot for the truck. And uh, the other uh, other apartment uh resident uh, trips on the uh yeah. out, out out in the parking lot. And you get sued. Well, or, or I was going to say he unplugs it, and then uh, you're not charged for the morning. That that might be even worse. Ed, thanks for the call. Ed and Lancaster joining us. I, you know, everyone has a whenever there's something different, right? Everyone has a reason of why you don't want to see it. Well, of course, or don't want it. But I mean, there are uh, some positives that go with we're trying to the negative that. ideas here. Yes, I, I think this is one of those where listen. As long as no one's forcing you 
to get the electric. I think for some people, this could be like the ultimate tool. So I, I think of if you work as like an independent contractor and you go and you're, you know, a handyman doing odd job somewhere to have something like this where you can throw all your tools in the truck and then charge them in the truck as you're driving and, you know, oh, make yeah. sure that everything's uh, all good and you go up to some job site, uh, maybe where you're not working inside of a home. You never have to worry about that. I, I the mean, the truck could be your office. I yeah. mean, you could have everything plugged in there working. Something like this is just, I, I think this is a game changer for a lot of people. And I don't know. I think it is very cool. And you heard Paul Stasiak. He was on with us a little bit earlier on in the hour uh, about how this has really taken over uh, local dealerships and how different it is than just five years ago. Right. When you're talking about, some novelty car makers. Um, you're talking about Tesla, and then there's you know there's your Prius that's a plug-in, but you still put gas in it normally, and a few cars like that. To where now we're you know talking about work trucks and things like that that are all electric, completely electric, and you're going to be ch- changing your entire fleet if you're some of these automakers to all electric. I mean. For a lot of people, maybe this is the turning point where you start to think about some new innovation like that. I I think I'm I'm at least starting to think about it with some of those dual features that are on this. Um, other things though, smart toilet? No, I'm not. You know, I'm I will stay with my dumb toilet, a hundred percent of the time. I am on for both. I, I I think in the next two years I'll need a new car. And I will definitely be looking in the electric market. You know, this discussion has uh, has opened my eyes, and I've been doing a little research the last few days online. Uh, it's not just the F-150 Lightning. There are a lot of uh, cool electric cars with cool features that, you know, get a few hundred miles. And, hey, it'll, it'll get me around town. It'll get me to work and back. And you can start those vacations. Also, the smart toilet, when I get a house, I will definitely consider, probably not right away, but when they go down in price a little bit, why not? Why not have that extra security blanket to check your health? There's nothing more important, Brian, than you and your family's health. You are security blanket is like your nickname. That's <laughs> is that I find that to be a very demeaning comment. <laughs> That's the past week. That no, it's everything See, we were talking about. Winding the AC on in May is That's, a security blanket. <laughs> that is. That's I your completely disagree. Ultimate comfort. That's the comment you made a week that ago. You want to be comfortable. That's not at, like a comfort at zone all thing. times. If if you're if there is you a, were just talking off the air to me about how you are done. You don't want any formal wear at weddings during the summer because well, you want to be talk about that later. You want to be comfortable. Yeah. <laughs> if it's above sixty degrees on September twenty fifth, I would have no problem with people wearing shorts to my wedding. I and I said I'm going to put that to the test. Yeah, I'm going to uh, get in trouble for that comment this uh, <laughs> this September. I. Hawaiian it, shirt Brian. I don't want to go back to the air conditioning comment. However, if if the option is there to be comfortable, I'm not saying I have to be comfortable 24-7, but in the confines of the place I live, if the option is there to be comfortable, I don't understand why I would hold that off. Just like in my car, if I can be comfortable with the AC, why would I hold that off? If I can have my, uh, my, uh, my samplings analyzed, in case I have an issue, why would I hold that off? Why would I not be in, have that security blanket for my health in the same for my comfort? I don't know if it's a, I don't think it's always in a security blanket. I think it's just, hey, this is here. Why not use I it? I know. I'm just chalking it up. I, I like have the mental scorecard of going on, you know, all right. I just think the way it was worded. Apartment. 
car, toilet. I think the way it was worded. <laughs> we're, we're adding it. We're adding it all to the list. <laughs> what, what will we add tomorrow? Um, Joe's making his list on me, too, in his head. I can't wait to hear that when that, when that explodes one day. Uh, but you know, we'll be back with you tomorrow. Beamaz and Beamer on WBEN. His karate lessons might not turn him into a black belt. Hi-ya! And even after band camp, he might not be the greatest musician. But with the 3% annual percentage yield you can earn on a PenFed premium online savings account, your goal of supporting his dreams... Thanks for everything, Mom and Dad. ...will always be worth it. Apply today at PenFed.org savings. Federally insured by NCUA. $5 minimum to open account. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed. PenFed's got great rates for everyone. Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 